tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to. Rawr. Okay, that was just not on par, dude. When you're drug mulling over the weekend, sometimes you just don't have it. Your butt's sore and your mind's a little lost. <laughs> Joining me is always my good friend, Xavier Guerrero. How are you, Xavier? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, how is George Prestor's doing? Uh, it's doing great. I actually got a new podcast with uh, E-Zone. Remember E-Zone? The yeah, Korea yeah, dude? yeah. The voodoo yeah. guy. What is that? Yeah, it's me and him at uh, the uh, the Cypress Hill studio. It's called We Don't Smoke the Same. So we're just smoking weed on Saturdays. Yeah, for that's a why you hours. were a little late on, on The Rock because you've been smoking you weed. So what's the name of it? Uh, we don't smoke the same on any podcast, YouTube, and you okay. Can find we it don't smoke the same with Xavier yep. Guerrero and E Zone. Uh, also joining us on one on the ones and twos is my good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? Good man. Good. Uh, excited for this one. Johnny, please take off that hat, please. Will you please take off that hat? It's, uh, it's, <laughs> take it's yours off, dude. Right now. Take yours off. Okay. This is Dodger country, brother. Guys, uh, I will be live uh, October twenty third at the Hilarities inside uh inside in cleveland uh it's a friday at 9 30 show please come out it's one show one show only uh and and again the links are all below and then i will be in november 11th through uh, or 12th through the 14th i will be in philadelphia at helium again those links are in the show i mean in the description below uh the patreon's on go for i'm fire go to patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat okay or broken simulation and check that out we also just did a new broken simulation patreon uh, special edition we call it where we talked about some uh pretty interesting stories from history so yeah check that out patreon.com slash broken simulation and the uh my spiritual podcast called zero is available on rockfin.com okay go to rockfin.com slash zero and check it out Guys, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at CBD Lion. That's CBD Lion, everybody. Yeah, who loves weed? Johnny, you were just saying your girl loves it, right? She just can't loves get it. enough of it. The, right? the pen, yeah, she got the pen. I gave her the pen, and she loves it. Well, that's great, man. Our good friends CBD Lion have been fighting big pharmaceuticals for a long time because Big Farm has a monopoly on our health. They turned our large portion of our population into drug-addicted zombies just for maximum profits. The only way to end their reign is to find an alternative. My allies in the fight are my good friends at CBD Line. Of course, Joey D has turned me on to them and made the introduction, and we've been BFFs forever. They were founded by professionals in a medical and recreational cannabis space with the experience. They know how to squeeze the maximum effectiveness out of each CBD product. Their focus on quality and honesty is transparent in, in with transparent, which is can be seen in their third party test results 
of each back. So here's what's going on for our listeners. The Swarm. Good morning, Swarm. Uh, just go to CBD Line like the animal. That's CBD Line. And they're going to give a generous 20% off code for you. That's CBDLine.com. That's CBD Line like the animal. Go to CBD Line and use the promo code TINFOIL. And guess what? You get 20% off every time you use it and never, ever, ever expires, okay? So together, we can starve off big pharmaceutical cats by using alternative methods and helping out our good friends at CBD Line. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, we love Jimmy Dore, so enjoy the show. I was and always- welcome. Uh, let's get into it real quick. Uh, joining me is one of my favorite people on the planet, you know, he inspired me to do this podcast by watching his YouTube channel. He really let me know, him and Lee Camp, let me know about what uh, Hillary Clinton was doing to our good friend, Bernie <laughs> Sanders, who lady, later took the knee. Please welcome from the uh, the amazing YouTube show, Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore, how are you, Jimmy? That's He's talking about me, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Inspiration over here, Jimmy Looking- Dore. <laughs> looking good with the slick hair like you're producing movies and anyone can get a get a role if they're willing to just get naked with you so thanks for doing the show bro oh uh, i hope you know that's why people i mean why else do you want to become a director you get all the ladies you have all the power over them you get to decide if they're naked in the movies or not i mean come on that's what draws people that's what drive people want to become musicians for the ladies people want to become a uh, wealthy for the ladies. People want to do everything. It's all about the ladies, man. It's, it's all about- really all about, not anymore now. Now it's like you can't even be a scumbag anymore. It's just like there's too many rules. Um, but I'm you glad you're... You can't even use a woman's first name anymore. Did you know that's sexist? <laughs> it's just, at this point, they're just spitballing and they're just trying to figure what, what they can get away with. Well, opening the door for them is offensive, Johnny. Don't you know that? No. That's sexist and you're so a scumbag. So is paying for them. So is paying for them now. They got to split the check. You know, <laughs> hey, sure. Yeah, nothing, nothing makes a woman's pussy wetter than splitting the check. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm respecting you, lady. Uh, yeah, they want they want they want new school until the check comes, right? And that's how that goes. So, Jimmy, I wanted to bring you on because uh, I, I wanted to do a show on um, Julian Assange and where we are with this whole thing. And I thought, who would be better? And who's uh, one of the only professionals that actually returns my emails and my texts? So, thank you for coming on, dude. And uh, where do you want to start, man? I I mean, this whole thing is insanity to me. Oh, we're gonna talk. They're gonna talk real stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, then I better go in my studio if we're going to do this. I can't fucking do this in my kitchen. I don't even know. So I don't know if you can tell. I'm wearing my – I have a very a fashionable plaid shirt on. And you can tell it's a, it's a nice shirt because the collar on the inside is a different color than the rest of the shirt. Dude, this guy's living. He's got a backyard. Look at this guy. He's winning. He, you're winning, Jimmy. So Julian Assange – the whole thing with this is just insane. I don't know if XG or Johnny have been following the whole thing, but it is truly incredible what is going on right now with this whole trial and All right, so how we're doing it, this is big. All right. So we're What's here. That? We're fucking doing this. All right. I'm in my goddamn studio. Yeah, we are. Bitches. All right. <laughs> I love it. So I had to put on a different hat. Oh shit! I didn't know. Okay, you gotta get your serious hat on. I love I'm this, serious. dude. You look I great. Fucking though, worked up hat. 
I love this, dude. I love it. I was on Tucker last night. This is the same shirt I wore on there. So if you're wondering, hey, does he ever change his shirt? Yes, I do. But usually after a victory like that, I like to keep it on for an extra. <laughs> I like gotta get, I gotta get the, I gotta get keep that smell going, right? The smell of victory. So, real quick on Tucker Carlson, what like you know early Tucker Carlson and on Fox News Tuck, or CNN Tucker Carlson versus now is is it that he's just woken up or has the pendulum just swung to a certain way that he's just the voice of reason right well, now? I wouldn't say he's across the board the voice of reason. I still find a lot of you know I'm as I'm sure he does of my. Uh, political views. I find a lot of his odious and I'm sure he finds a lot of mine odious, but we do have common ground and the common ground. And for some reason, Tucker Carlson is allowed to tell the truth about Syria and foreign policy. And I don't understand it. Uh, so he's literally does better work and shame on, you know, people like, uh, uh they tried, of course, to, to shame you for going on Tucker Carlson. I'm like, well, he's the only one telling the truth about Syria. So shame on you. I would love to go on another show. A, they don't invite me because I'll tell the truth about Syria and they're not allowed to. And B, Tucker Carlson is and he invites me on. So I'm de- definitely going to go on a show that I know the president of the fucking United States watches so I can have the ear of the president of the United States. So and by the way, half the goddamn country who watches news. So. Yeah, it's crazy how they're just killing everybody. Now, now I, I, again, this got to be. We want, I want to talk Julian Sean, but the last thing I want to say about Tucker Carlson, I've always, I've, I was led to believe that he was part of the campaign, and and I don't, I'm not trying to like to crap all over Tucker Carlson. I've been just dying to know this question: Is was he part of the campaign to kind of discredit Gary Webb? In the Iran Contra affair, oh. have you ever heard any of that? No, I have. No, I know who Gary Webb is. That was a guy. Didn't he? Um, was he the guy who uh, killed himself by shooting himself twice in the head? Was that the? Guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy who amazingly had, did two shots to the back of the head. It's amazing how these, how crazy these, uh, these suicides get. It's like the X Games of suicides. It's like huh, yeah. how crazy can you get? But. I was told he was part of the smear campaign and I'm just dying to find out if that's true or not, because he is doing some great work. Um, you know, it, it's just crazy that like, if I went back to 2001 and I said, the voice of reason seems to be Tucker Carlson on Fox news. I think people in 2002 would be like are nuts, but well, you know, dude, I've been watching him are. for a long, I've been watching him for a long time. He was one of the only guys that was fair to Ron Paul from the very beginning. He treated him like a serious person, like a serious thinker. And I, I think he's probably just finally got the authority to kind of do what he wants, make his own television show, you know? Because remember, he was on Crossfire with Paul Begala. I mean, there's no way. And then Jon Stewart came on and just kind of ruined, trashed that whole show. And those guys never got it back together. And I think probably he's just making his own show finally. And people, people were responding. I mean, crazy I, I, people people forget that tucker carlson used to have a show on msnbc and him and rachel maddow used to hang out in the green rooms and do each other's shows and shit like that so it you know and by the way rachel maddow refers to who is her mentor who does she refer to as her good friend and mentor roger ailes right so, it's so crazy so, so this idea yeah and so and then uh pe- people who are uh p- of a political certain political persuasion being hillary voters or fastball down the middle democrat apologists will try to name you for going on there but they'll love rachel maddow but rachel maddow will never bring someone like me on her show and and she's the one who professes her love and uh, admiration for fucking roger ailes 
the guy who built that fucking anyway. So it's a big club and you ain't in it. By the way, they all push war. They're all in the pocket of the fucking military industrial complex. They all shit on a populist. They all try to make Ron Paul sound crazy when he's actually making sense. They, they, they're all, they're, they're, you know, so what are they doing about Julian Assange right now? That's the person who's really assault. That, that's, this is where the real assault on freedom of speech and freedom and journalism is coming. It's from coming from the White House. It, during the Obama administration, he used the Espionage Act, uh, Act more than any other fucking president to do that. That was the enemy of free speech and journalism, not Donald Trump's tussles with fucking Jim Acosta. That is nothing but fucking circus bullshit. Because Jim Acosta was asked about Julian Assange at the fucking museum the news museum and he said oh it's a gray area it's a gray area fucking journalism of course because jim acosta doesn't do fucking journalism you ass wipes he doesn't actually oppose donald trump they're all on the same fucking side you idiots anyway, i agree dude I and, totally and, agree. And, and the fucking proof of that is Julian Assange. And the fact that that isn't the headline every day in the Washington Post, the New York Times and MSNBC is proof fucking positive that those people are captured by a corporation. They are not there to give you the news, but they are there to further the elite's fucking agenda. Just as Chomsky told us, manufacturing consent. You know, people don't realize msnbc was invented by a fucking defense contractor you goddamn chumps you think that they invented msnbc to fucking tell the truth about war they fired the first motherfuckers who did and they fucking fired jesse ventura before they even gave him a show because he said he was going to tell the truth about the iraq war and so they never left him on the fucking air they fired phil donahue who had the number one show on the air at the time they said it was for low ratings he was the highest rated show at the time a memo was released later it was because he was against the war and they're owned by I fucking General Electric. A huge defense contract. So this idea that MSNBC is lefty or liberal or tells you the truth is fucking bullshit. They just got done pushing an evidence-free conspiracy theory for four years at the top of their lungs, and they're still doing it. Yeah, I'm with you. And their silence on Julian Assange is incredible. It's deafening. Um, so Julian Assange, uh, basically, the story goes that he, WikiLeaks is where people go, whistleblowers, to send documents to get published. And, you know, basically, Chelsea Manning brings him these documents, which show that he is, in fact, that we are, in fact, committing war crimes in these holding centers for these uh, Middle Easterns that basically have been swept up. There's no even proof that half these guys were a part of Al-Qaeda, which later we find out that we paid all this money for these Al-Qaeda fighters, these ISIS fighters. I mean, these, these email dumps right now are just coming out that Obama, Hillary, John McCain all created ISIS, funded them, and basically left those guys to die in Benghazi. And... So this is all coming out right now. And so WikiLeaks dumps this. And, you know, at the time, you know, Julius is held as a hero. But it wasn't until he started putting out stuff about Hillary and Obama that people started to go nuts on him and consider him an enemy of the state. And they flipped very hard on him. So the whole thing was is that uh, the releasing of these documents put lives in danger. And as they tried and the military tried, they could not find one link To one one person dying. Not one. You know, uh, I've heard actual people who consider themselves progressives in the news media say things like, well, you know, Julian Assange, he just keeps siding with Trump. Uh, Doing, fuck, releasing documents is not siding with Trump. Releasing documents on corruption is not siding with someone. And 
I just, it's, it's just amazing to me to see, uh, you know, people, you know, my friends ask me in comedy, Jimmy, how, what are you doing? How, what's, you know, trying to, how, how are you doing this? What's going on? And I'm like, well, you, you guys really have no idea how bad fucking news is. It's very, very easy to outdo those motherfuckers. I can do, I can outdo them high. They, they're not allowed to tell the <laughs> truth about shit. If they're just not. They're not allowed to tell you the truth about fucking healthcare. They're not allowed to tell you the truth about uh, the influence of Wall Street. They're not allowed to tell you the truth about Syria, Libya, Venezuela, the wars. They're not allowed to tell you fucking who owns them and why and who they're not allowed to have on. You know, it's not often what they're saying. It's often what they're not saying. So, I mean, why didn't they bring on one person who had a counter narrative to? to um, Russiagate. They didn't bring on Glenn Greenwald. They didn't bring on Aaron Maté, who, by the way, won a fucking award for his work debunking Russiagate. Uh, they didn't bring me on, somebody who's dumb they could probably dunk on. They wouldn't bring anybody on who had a counter narrative to that, which lets you know they know it was propaganda. And so that's just a straight up 100% propaganda. And of course, they're not going to stick up for somebody like Julian Assange because he's outdoing them at every fucking turn. It is unbelievable. A couple of things that came out in the trial recently is that one, they've been, they were wiretapping him the whole time. I don't find that shocking at all. Uh, Ecuador uh, giving in the political pressure. Uh, basically, they supposedly they had people there either waiting to assassinate him or take him out the minute he left that place. And so they get him, man. And now stuff is coming out that Trump had offered him a pardon if he, he announced who the actual leaker was because that was the whole thing with Russiagate. Now, I don't know if, Jimmy, if you remember when I did the last time I did your live show, we kind of broke it down, and that was very early into the Russiagate uh, conspiracy. And we had basically talked about everything that came out right now. Carter Page being a plant. Right. Uh, the dossier being full of shit, shit. Uh, them just making stuff up. And now all the, all, I mean, like what's amazing about this whole thing is like have, they wouldn't even have a problem if anyone just remembered the shred documents. It's like, dude, just, can you take this document and throw it in a shredder? So there's no evidence of this. Cause I just think it's that they didn't think they were going to lose. So who gives a fuck? We will keep these documents. Remember John Brennan's doing like doodling on a paper and he's showing everybody how he can draw cats and dogs, and they're, they're saving all these documents right there. But basically, it comes out that Hillary is the one who came up with this idea. And you brought something up, Jimmy, that I always stuck with me. And that is how they will do a poll of what is the weakness of this candidate. And what we've seen, and this has started way back with George Bush, and, and, and it's my opinion is, Jimmy, that, that George Bush Sr. was the president from Ronald Reagan's first day to Obama's last day. That's the same Bush clan, in my opinion. Okay. He was, he was running shop. Um, and that's just kind of what they've been doing. So, uh, yeah. What was my point on that? I just, Oh, so basically she, so you had brought up, and this is a really great point that she had done uh, a poll and she found out her biggest weakness was in fact, uh, her, her uranium deal with Russia. People really didn't like that. So they decide how, how can we, flip that and put this on Trump. So bam, they turn around and they make him a Russian agent, which is very similar to what George Bush Jr. did with John Kerry. Now I'm not saying John Kerry was a good guy, but one of uh, George Bush's Jr.'s weakness was, did he really serve 
in the military like he told everybody. So you right. turn around and you go, oh, look at John Kerry. He's lying about his service. Now nobody's talking about was George Bush on, actually on the base or not. And now we're all talking about where did all this go down in Vietnam. So, that, so this so, all comes from that poll, right? So what, so what you're referring to is they did an internal poll in the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2015. And the result was that her biggest vulnerability when poll tested among voters was when they gave the information about her involvement in the Uranium One deal, that they were less likely to vote for her around that. And then her involvement with with Russia. And so her involvement and entanglement with Russia was the thing. And I I don't know if it also included the $500,000 payment from that bank to her to Bill Clinton, but I'm not, it might've, but anyway, in, in the internal document, it was clear that this was her biggest vulnerability. <clears throat> and so exactly as you said, if you know uh, political strategy, you take, you take the guy's biggest strength and you try to turn it into a weakness. So Donald Trump's biggest strength was his patriotism, right? His go rah, rah, USA. And so they like, well, well, we'll paint him as a traitor. We'll paint him as a red. And, and it worked, you know, the, the, the media was, it got a lot of clicks for the media. So it, you know, it made Rachel Maddow the number one show on cable news, right? So it, it was really profitable for them to get clicks and views and make lots of money, which is why war also sells, right? To be pro rah, rah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that is exactly what happened. That was, and then WikiLeaks revealed that. Julian Assange, that's how I know about that, right? That's where that document comes from. And I showed it on my live show several times. Why is it you never see that document in any other news show? Isn't that funny? You know, you have to go to a fucking comedian's news show to see that shit. <laughs> and uh, that's why if I tell my friends, it's like, it's real easy to outdo these motherfuckers. The news is out there, read WikiLeaks, and then just go report what fucking WikiLeaks did. No one else is going to do it. I'll fucking do it. And then I'll get 800,000 subscribers and I'll sell out theaters across the country it's fucking like taking candy from a baby and it's because pukes like rachel maddow and chris fucking hayes and andrew cuomo and anderson cooper work for the fucking intelligence agencies hey everybody i want to tell you about good friends at blue chew that's blue like the color chew.com that's right we could all use a little bit more sex right now i mean hell nobody's leaving their house might as well get your freak on right what you doing during the pandemic? I dropped hammer nightly on my lady because I love it. Cause I got a little blue chew. Thanks to tin fall hat, right? Blue chew brings you this, the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as by Eric, Viagra. Okay. Blue chew is made in the USA. It's American boners for American ladies. Or if you're American guys, boom, drop the hammer on that too. Dude is prescribed by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy and it's prepared and shipped to you, right to you in a nice discreet bag. Not mine. It says somebody's getting a little dick down tonight. That's what my bag says. And thank you for that. No awkwardness and you just don't need to leave the house. So here's what's going to happen right now. We got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code tinfoil and just pay five dollars shipping okay again that's b-l-u-e chew.com promo code tinfoil try it for free all right blue chew is better cheaper choice and we want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast and remember when you support our sponsors you help make the podcast possible so please use the promo code tinfoil at blue chew holla at your bay drop some drop a little bit of that magic on your lady and helps make the medicine go down enjoy the rest of the show thank you 
It's so interesting. When I used to watch Rachel Maddow go on a Bill Maher show. Like it was such a home field advantage and she would just get housed by every single conservative on there. I've never seen somebody have everybody behind them and not be able to deliver one witty line. And she would just, it was just, and I go, oh, this girl's a, you know, it's just like she checks all the boxes, attractive, uh, lesbian, like the left loves that. So they put her out there and she's a Rhodes Scholar, which, you know, to me later on, I think that's a little shady now. If you look at it, that means they're kind of, you know, secret society and all that stuff. That's kind of just them entering, willing to play ball with the powers that be. But man, she really just always would let multiple times on that show. She would just get her lunch handed to her. I would love to see you on that show. Who, Bill Maher's show? Yeah. Yeah, Bill will not have me on that show. Uh, that's a fact. And uh, in, in fact, the last time I did Joe Rogan, he was the next guest in. And uh, he wouldn't even come in the building until his assistant had assured him I had left. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's <amazing. Really? laughs> Wow. Which is a that's smart so move. That's, the smart <laughs> that, that's definitely the smart move. You don't acknowledge me. Because I could get, you know, I could catch him and fucking somebody could be videotaping me, catch him. And then I, and then I'm in his world and it's smart for him not to. So, I mean, um, I, I just, you know, Bill Maher uh, went from being a guy who I really liked. Uh, he wrote a book called True Stories, which was about stand-up comedy. I read in like 1996. It was a really funny book. It was really good. It made me feel good about being a comedian. It talked about being a comedian. I was really, uh, I really... Uh, you know, I liked him. I liked his show. I liked the shows he did. And um, hang on. I don't know what's, why this won't stop ringing. But um, he just became, um, you know, once, it's, I, I, I always would say comedically, I always say laughingly, I, I look forward to being as successful as Bill Maher is so I could be that out of touch, you know, <laughs> because uh, that's what that is. It's, it's hard to be a millionaire for 30 years straight and still fucking have, keep your head on straight with regular people's problems. They've done psychological studies. When you're rich for that long, you, you lose the ability to even read emotions in other people's faces. So, I mean, this is just, and so of course, when you're in a bubble, you don't know you are. And, uh, you know, so he is. And so he, that's why he says shit like, I'm really taking a hard look at Amy Klobuchar. I think she'd make yeah. a good president. It's just like, dude, there's a fucking the richest country. Anyway, I, I could go on and on. No, 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 and- you're right. And it's like kind of this weird facade happened because like during the George Bush junior years, like everybody was really happy. We had defined lines of good and evil, right? Like the left was good and they were fighting for truth and they were anti-war. And then the right was, the, we just want to kill all the, the Middle Easterns because of what they did in 9-11. It was just like, and everybody was making money and cash and checks. And then it starts to flip, right? Things start, now Obama starts doing what, Everybody hated George Bush to do. And then the lines start to blur and it be, you know, and then God forbid when, when Trump starts running and then Bernie Sanders starts getting kneecapped, which in, you know, I'm watching you, I'm watching lead camp. You guys are telling me about exit polls and I'm seeing it happen in real time. I'm like, wow. And now they're getting exposed that it was never about truth, but it was about towing the company line and every, and then you got him and John Oliver. And like, I haven't watched John Oliver in over four years when he's trying to shit on the third party and like how hard you went on that. And like, it just got all got exposed. That was just all elitist bullshit. So, yeah, I mean, that's, um, you know, Andy Richter, 
likes to tweet out his disdain for Donald Trump recently. And, and if you like Donald Trump, I don't care. It's really bold of him, you know? No, what would have been bold of him is if he actually fucking uh, spent his, took his platform that he's had for 30 fucking years and actually used it to make fun of the corporatism that made people so desperate they voted for a fucking game show host because he promised them a job and to end the fucking wars. Maybe, maybe that's what, if you could, but you, of course, corporate was against that kind of comedy and Andy Richter doesn't have that kind of courage to do that kind of comedy in the first fucking place. So he'll do a bullshit virtue signal on Twitter and then he can feel morally superior to those people who vote for Donald Trump, which is what it's all about, by the way. It's about feeling morally superior, not actually about fucking doing something or doing anything about it problem or actually sticking your chin out because what Andy Richter's doing is the safest fucking thing in the world. You're telling everybody you don't like Hitler. Oh, what a fucking ballsy move. Profile and courage, Andy, you fucking gutless wonder. Bunch of fucking Hollywood bull check, blue check fucking motherfuckers who don't know their asshole from a hole in the ground. They want to let everybody know they're a good person because they're going to tell, they're going to all of a sudden become political. Yeah, you know when it was hard to become political? When it was Barack Obama taking us from two wars to seven. When it was Barack Obama kicking 5.1 million families out of their house in a similar economic situation that is right now when it was Barack Obama putting immigrant children in those fucking cages when oh, that's that's when it was hard when it was Barack Obama bombing those Muslims that Trump put a ban on at the airports the time to protest when Barack Obama was fucking bombing them why do you think there's Muslims at the goddamn airports you fucking airheads because Barack Obama spent eight years fucking bombing the shit out of them yeah. he was the only guy I know who got a Nobel Peace Prize and he had a kill list what the fuck? And so that's when it takes courage. That's when you're sticking your neck out. That's what fucking I was doing, a fucking pothead jag off. But guys like that, I don't know what the fuck kind of commentary they're doing at Conan O'Brien because nobody fucking watches it anyway. Hey, can we get a, can we get a watered down version of David Letterman? <laughs> <laughs> you know, take, you know, there's some great comics out there that I love that just like Jim Gaffigan's one of my favorites, but for somehow he was tweeting and everyone was talking about how brave he is about like poor Paul Ryan. Like, dude, the, the weirdest thing is how all these like boogeymen from like the, the mid 2000s suddenly are like heroes. And we got to look behind like George Bush and Ellen are, are at a football game together. And everyone's like, look, they're just friends or Michelle Obama is like, like trick-or-treating with George Bush and everyone's like, look, they both love candy. I'm like, what fucking bizarro world are we living in when that, when that guy is like seen as the voice? I mean, Kathy Griffin is asking George Bush to stop Donald Trump. Like, where do you live? What is the world that you live in? And it all comes down to, honestly, man, this fucking Jeffrey Epstein's flight list. It's amazing all the loudest barkers, how many of them are on the flight list, dude. And I know that's not necessarily your, your thing, but that, I mean, it's unbelievable. Kathy Griffin, Michelle Wolf, who I think is an awesome comic. I loved her, her press, um, that, that, that one press dinner where she made fun of Trump. I thought she was great. She's on that fucking list. I'm like, is there anybody who calls out Trump that isn't on that fucking list? Nope, everybody's on the list. And it's just unbelievable. Like, they're just trying to save their own fucking hide. And it just makes no sense. And it's just where like... You, where do you find... How do you know this, these lists? How do you know this? Uh, this I don't know what show... Do, what show do you think you're on, dude? It's called Tinfoil Hat. This is what we do. <laughs> I never heard. I, I never heard that. I, I just. I never heard that before. Really, Jimmy? No, that. Chris, Kathy, 
Griffin and Michelle Wolf are on. I never. That's Kathy Griffin, Michelle Chris Wolf, Tucker. Wanda Sykes. No. There's a whole group of people. Chelsea Handler. No. All, yes. Chris Tucker. Oh. Chris Tucker too. No Chris way. Tucker's on the list. Dude, I, I, I will have to, I'm going to have to. Come on. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, oh, I would yeah. have to verify, dude. God. I just feel like I told you Santa isn't real, dude. One hundred percent, they're Wolf all Farrow. on that list. Will Farrell's on the list. Who? Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Oh, Will Farrell. No, yeah. come on. Yeah. Is Jimmy, that someone doctoring you. a document to fucking? No, nope, dude. And- nope. Who? How did you get a hold? What? Well, where is this document? Where? How do I'll I? I'll get you the list, Jimmy. I'll get you a list, but it's 100% true. And here's the whole thing. They've, they've all been called out several times and not one of them has ever said that's not real. And it's just, this is the list, dude. And it's just like, I love Michelle Wolf. I think she's super funny, but why is she hosting the press dinner? Like who, what does she, I mean, you look at who the other people have hosted that are, they, they're like Jimmy Kimmel. They're like these names that have the, where's Michelle Wolf coming from? And I think she's a great comic and New York City guys are going to get mad at me, but it's just the truth, dude. And it's like Chelsea Handler went to the island right after he got let out of jail for uh, his sex crimes earlier. Okay, again, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I'm going to have to see corroborating before I go along with this, but okay, uh, so we'll move on. I, I don't want say, you. I don't want to get you upset. I will uh, say Michelle Wolf's uh, takedown of the Washington D.C. press corps was fucking amazing, dude. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. But I was just like, why is this chick here? That's my question. But anyways, we'll move on. I, I'm sorry you got uncomfortable there, but it, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I never and, heard so, this. I never heard this. How well, come you know, here's the, here's the thing, Jimmy. This is, all, this is I've, I've always wanted to say to you. It's like you and I, when it comes to the press, comes to the military-industrial complex, and comes to uh, politicians, you and I have the same thing. It's like the, there's corruption, and, and they're bought and sold. And But, the, but where you stop, I, I take this and I apply it to everything else. I apply that same kind of looking at everything that the press or whatever. I'm not going to get into the weirder stuff, but whether it's like, you know, 9-11, I don't know what your thoughts on that is, but look who got a bunch of stuff after that. I just apply it to everything. That's the, that's the difference. And, I mean, I could sit here forever. I, I just don't want to bring you into uncomfortable waters, even though I really want to, but I'm not <laughs> going to because – you know, I, you, you have to fight your battles. But the thing that I do is I apply it to a lot of other places and um, and where people get uncomfortable. And I've been doing tinfoil hat for four years, man. And I don't think I would continue to do it if I was wrong all the time. My batting average is in the high 900s. I, I mean, I make, I make fucking... Well, you know what's fucked up, Sam, is that um, the New York Times and MSNBC can be wrong all day long, and they are. But all the make, time you make you make Joe Joe you or Joe Rogan or whoever they make one mistake about a forest fires and the whole fucking you think like they were the ones controlling the media you're like oh, oh yeah. my god it's a big crisis because no the and so like again every news outlet did a four year evidence free conspiracy theory and McCarthy smeared all their political enemies at the top of their lungs uh, I was smart enough to be able to fucking debunk that in real time uh, but somehow they but somehow. 
Uh, and when I was right about the Syrian gas attacks being fucking bullshit, false flags, now there's a fourth OPCW whistleblower that confirms my reporting of that, which was actually Robert Fist reporting, Aaron Matei's reporting, all the people, Vanessa Beasley on the ground in there. It also it went against logic. Uh, also, so I was the one on the forefront. You could still go to Wikipedia. It still says that I was uh, a conspiracy theorist because I was saying that, even though what I said was 100% proven to be true because the people Lean that were- into it, bud. They're, they're not, you're, it. you're not, I'm not allowed to edit that page. Somehow someone else is who don't. And oh it, yeah, for sure. And so that Wikipedia is just, just like Twitter, just like Facebook is another extension of this surveillance state. And, and that, you know, it's like, say whatever you want about Trump. And we've talked about that on uh, before. It's like, I mean, if you if you trust anybody in the, in the presidency, you're a crazy person. I think he's a crime boss. In my opinion, uh, and I've said this before, Trump is like Godzilla. Every Godzilla movie starts the same, where it's like, oh, my God, there's this monster. He's wrecking shop. And then halfway through, they're like, oh, fuck, there's a worse monster out there. So we got to figure out, like, like I, we got to help this monster because those monsters are fucking worse. And that's my opinion on go- globalist, uh, you know, China, all this stuff, we, you know, the, the arresting of Julian Assange and, and, and just, you know, we're starting to see reporters starting to get like he impossible be possibly being arrested to me. That is like China. And that makes me nervous. So I, I would rather have a, I, you know, my whole thing, it's like, he's a, he's a mob boss and it's just crime families fighting over the purses of our government. That's kind of how I see it. And he's Godzilla, uh, Hillary, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's been in, in, in office for 47 years. How are we going to yeah, send the guy who's been there 47 years to fix anything? That's, that's my opinion. Um, well, Joe- so the whole thing with Julian Assange, real quick, yeah. is that it all starts off. So, you know, in 2010, the, Sw- the Swedish prosecutor office issues an arrest warrant for Assange for a sexual assault, which later on finds out not to be real. It's not a real assault. Um, two separate allegations, one rape, one molestation. Okay. December 2010, he's arrested in London and bailed out at a sem- second attempt. May 2012, the UK Supreme Court rules he should be extraditing to Sweden to face ch- questions over the allegations. Mr. Assange enters the Ecuadorian embassy in London in June 2012. August 2012, Ecuador grants asylum to Mr. Assange saying that they, there are fears for his human rights if, he's viol- if he might be violated if he was uh, extradited. August 2015, Swedish prosecutors drop the sexual assault charges. So they should be done right there. It should be over right there. But no, keeps going. When, uh, the, the prosecutors drop it. October 2015, the Metro Police announced the officers will no longer be stationed at Ecuadorian Assembly. So it seems like it should be over. Here we go. February 2016, a U.N. panel rules that Mr. Assange has been arbitrarily detained by the U.K. and Swedish authorities. Going forward, boom, 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 is given the house rules by the Ecuadorian. So we go to October 2018, reveals that he has launched legal action against the Ecuadorian uh, government for accusing him of violating his fundamental rights and freedom. That's probably where the, the it starts the term. December 2018, Mr. Assange's lawyer rejects an, an agreement announced by Ecuadorian president that would see him leave. This is where it starts getting weird. Now, this is upsetting because Australia does nothing for him. They, he's Australian. They should come right. out. 
and defend their own in two, April 2019. Uh, okay, no, May 2019, Mr. Sign sentenced to 50 weeks in jail for breaching his bail. Okay, to, excuse me, I jumped one month. April 2019, the Metro Police enter the embassy and detain him for failing to surrender to the court over a warrant issued in 2012, but that stuff was all dropped. And then here we are, November prosecutors. Uh, so here we are. He's arrested. He's been there, I don't know how many months. And everybody says he's dying. Uh, it came out that Trump offered him uh, to drop the charges if he would announce uh, who was the actual source of the documents. Do you have any thoughts, Jimmy, on who, the, who you think actually delivered the documents? Uh I uh, I know it wasn't the Russian government. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I know that. For sure. For uh, sure. So that's I'll say that. So that should end it all. Who gives a fuck where it came from? Uh, anyway, it's the goddamn truth. Nobody dis- disputes the fucking uh, accuracy of those documents. So and that's exactly again another PR stunt. That's just another thing. Like you attack your opponent's strength. And another thing is you don't you talk about the everything except what's in the documents. You talk about where they came from, who the people. You demonize the people who got demonize the people who talk about them. You demonize people who fucking ask questions about where they came from too. You do all that. Uh, so you know you're not allowed to ask questions really. Uh, so you know they. I, I don't know if uh, Trump actually made that offer I, uh, to Julian Assange because that it was reported that Dana Rohrbacher made that uh, offer right. And I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I can't. I haven't heard from. I don't know if that's true. I can't vouch can't for if that actually that. happened. But either way, if he was offered that, he didn't give up the source. He didn't fucking take the deal, and he could have to save his own fucking life. Which just goes to show you what a hard, tough as nails fucking guy Julian Assange is. He is actually the real deal. And how do you think this all plays out, Jimmy? What do you think happens next? Do you think? That the do you think there's any way he gets a fair trial? I mean, the judge has been seen to be working with people whose best interest is that Julian Assange is like the uh, extradited to the United States. Do you think there's any way this this plays out at all in I, favor? Well, even though it's pretty obvious, I, I mean, like I on, have sorry. to think. I have to think it is going to because even you know. So when push comes to shove, guys like Chris Hayes will say, yes, Julian Assange is a journalist, and, but he'll say it in hushed tones, and he's not allowed to scream it at the top of his show. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to make this a story. He's allowed to talk about it for 30 seconds once every six months. And so, but, so if that actually does, I mean, you think it would have already happened. They would, they would have been shamed into having to cover this and do it. But if they, I mean, if a court trial, ha- I mean, I, you know, the ACLU is all, all, you know, often all also been neutered in a bunch during fucking Trump because of this Russiagate bullshit. And so it depends on how they react, you know, if they, and, and how, you know, real journalists react. Of course, they're all afraid because they're all career climbers. That's why the countries in the state it's in, journalists are fucking asswipes who go to fucking Ivy League schools and just care about their fucking green room screen time and shit like that. They're not actual fucking journalists. I mean, you know, the number one guy, rep- reporter for the Washington Post is a guy who was pro-Iraq war when he was in college. Fuck that guy, Dave Weigel. He could, couldn't be a bigger piece of shit. And everyone talks about what a great reporter. Like, well, you know, the guy did rallies for the Iraq war. I mean, these are, these are their fucking star reporters. And of course, that's why they find them. Where, where did you find this guy? He was at a pro-war rally? Oh, you want to come be our fucking reporter? 
And uh, so that's the kind of pieces of shit that are in journalism. I mean, it's ubiquitous. I, it's, it's really, I don't, how you could be in journalism and go along with Russiagate and, uh, and call yourself a journalist, you're not. You're, you sometimes tell interesting stories, but you're certainly not going to tell the most important story. You're not going to stand up and you're going you're gonna to let McCarthyism happen. You're going to fucking participate in it. There's nothing. I thought that you, you, to see McCarthyism come from the left and war and the Cold War came from the left. This time they want Trump to ramp up and be a saber rattler with a nuclear power named Russia. Again, by the way, Russia, who everybody was in bed with until they fucking decided to make it a bad guy because they needed one. You know, it, they, they, we we got found out that we're the ones funding ISIS and Al Nusra and fucking Syria and Libya. We're the ones actually doing all the terrorism. Contrary to what guys like Sam Harris tell you, we're the fucking terrorists. <laughs> Good old Christian USA. Oh, we don't cut their heads off with a knife. We blow it off with a nice fucking Christian bomb made in a Christian. No, factory. I agree. Why do you, do you think? Do you think guys like Sam Harris, Sam Harris specifically, are being intellectually honest though when they do that? No. Does he, is he a true no. believer? You think no. he's, no. he's just bought no. and sold also? Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, like I remember list. him on Rogan talking about like you know, it's like what is our. What is our motives and how we're like righteous? And are any of them Eastern true believers? Are, though, are they all cynical and just bought and sold? Any, anybody? I think, I, I think they're where they are. Like somebody like Jimmy Dore, right, rises up because he is this voice of reason. These guys are pushing a message which is like allows the 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 drums of war to be beaten, and that's kind of what it is. And it's like that we're we're like this higher moral ground according to. Uh, uh, Sam Harris. I'm like, why we're good guys and why these Middle Eastern people who have done nothing to anybody are the bad guys. Nothing. They've done fucking nothing to anybody. And somehow they're, they're the savages. It's just like the same thing they did to the American Indian. They're the savages. Yeah. We yeah. have to tame them. Yeah. And our culture is better than their culture. And, you know, look at their, their holy books worse than our holy book and all that fucking bullshit. And it's just tribalism. And in that, you know, I'm studying Carl Jung right now, and what guys like Christopher Hitchens and guys like Sam Harris do, it's classic shadow projection. And what Carl Jung taught us is that we all have a Nazi inside of us. And until you understand that, you're going to project that onto your enemy, when then you're going to want to kill them. And once you fucking realize that the, the beast is in you, you know, uh, that, that's, you don't have to act on it then. But once you don't acknowledge it, then it's your unconscious controlling you, you're projecting they're a fucking shadow onto your enemy. And that's exactly what guys like that do. And guys like Sam Harris, who have read a library full of books more than me, are on purpose being dumb. You know, they're practicing cognitive dissonance, just like the right-wing religious fanatics. He likes to fucking lampoon, and he lampoons correctly. I love to see him lampoon religious people. And then to see him turn around and be just as stupid as they are, with just as backward logic, and as just as fucking cognitive dissonance uh, embracing as they are, it's laughable. The fact that I can see through it, in fact... He got taken apart by Kyle Kalinske. He, he, you know, a guy like Sam Harris can get taken apart by a dumb guy like me. Kyle Kalinske took him apart without even fucking trying. And it was all that bullshit about how Dick Cheney's a good guy because he wants to bomb the Middle East and make it like Nebraska. Well, he doesn't get to fucking decide that. That's not up to Dick Cheney. You fu he, by the way, Dick Cheney's the guy who organized a torture program. You want to go with his foreign policy, you fucking maniac? Yes, he does. I mean, I, I and Jimmy, you're one of my favorites, and it's like you're one of the, you're one of the few people that like when it seems like all the punk rockers are dead, 
Like, I mean, we've looked over the last 20 years. What has been pounded down our throats? Don't trust the government. Don't trust police. Don't trust this. Dude, rage against the machine. My body, my choice. And then they all just flip around, and it's just like, listen to the government. The government. Listen to these people who have been in government forever. I mean, your whole – you take down a Dana Gould, and I think Dana Gould, I, I, I've giggled with him a ton of times. I've enjoyed gigging with him. But you're 100% correct, man, in this takedown of this – elitist class and how they just for some reason just hillary and that whole group of uh globalists are like the good it just makes no it's just literally r's and d's and if you have a d by your name no matter what you do you're a good guy and it blows my mind because i thought we were punk rock man we're supposed to rage against the whole machine that's what i thought we're supposed to rage against the whole machine except when the machine starts signing your checks you fucking stop raging so much and you fucking fall in line and you pretend that Barack Obama didn't fucking make the banks bigger. You, you pretend like Barack Obama didn't fucking open the Arctic to drilling twice whenever Shell Oil asks. You, you pretend that Barack Obama didn't ha- uh, uh, fucking extrajudicially kill American citizens and kill including children. You pretend all that shit. You pretend that Barack Obama didn't, wasn't in the fucking pocket of the healthcare industry, which is why we got a right-wing healthcare plan anyway. And as soon as that plan passed, the fucking stock went up of health insurance that's companies. That's the whole thing. The stocks went up. And of course, and that's why you know what that, and by the way, he promised he wouldn't pass that bill without a public option. And he fucking, guess what he did? He passed that bill without a public option because Barack Obama is the more insidious evil as the Black Agenda Report said in 2012. He can get away with shit that Republicans couldn't. And that, do you think they would have let John McCain take us from two wars to seven? Fuck no. Do you think they would have let John McCain make the banks bigger right in your fucking face as he kicked 5.1 million families, not people, families out of their fucking houses? Fuck no. Or John McCain can fucking build cages and put children in them. No, they would have all been screaming 24-7. But Barack Obama was allowed to crack the heads of peaceful fucking Wall Street protesters from coast to coast and have Democratic mayors carried out. That's And then paid millions of dollars in damages for fucking police brutality. Those are Democrats doing that. I live in a fucking state called California. It's got a super majority Democratic legislator. It's got a Democratic governor. I got a Democratic city council. I got a Democratic mayor. And there's people living under every fucking bridge. We got prison labor, Exploding prisons. We got four stuff. I got, we got, he just gave 35 new fracking permits this fucking year. You're Democrat. So voting blue gets you exactly the same shit as not voting blue gets you, you fucking chumps. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And it's just unbelievable how they can't see it. But I feel like it's all crashing, dude. I mean, how, I mean, television's ratings are down. Sports are down as they push this narrative on all of us. And it's just like, I think people are over it. And no matter what you think of Trump, and I'm fine with, you know, I don't trust anybody in that position. You could put Santos into the, the, the office of president. He'd be a war criminal in two weeks, okay? That's, that's what that seat does, okay? But thanks to this guy, I mean, nobody trusts the media anymore. Nobody trusts television anymore. I mean, these, these tech companies have been exposed for what they're doing. Twitter is a I – don't, I don't know. How's your Twitter? How's your YouTube? Are you getting shadow banned? I mean, I got to see. You got to be taking a beating right now. I have a little show. and they All four of the tech companies in one week were like, not today, Tripoli. Not today. Yes, of course. Uh 
I'm on the, whatever the algorithm is that unsubscribes people from your channel, I'm on that one. Yeah, for so, sure. So they even, the, the guy who's the executive producer of my show got unsubscribed from my show. Uh, they unsubscribe everyone at least one time. So when it says I have 800,000 subscribers, I know I probably have a million and 600,000 subscribers. I probably at least have double yeah. of what they're actually saying. So there's, a, so there's definitely different lists of people uh, that YouTube allows uh, to have on different algorithms. So there's an algorithm for, by the way, so you don't think they ever unsubscribe anybody from CNN's YouTube channel no. or MSNBC? Of course not. So if I could get on that algorithm, I'd probably have a million, two million fucking subscribers, but I can't get on that algorithm because I'm in that fucking part of the uh, YouTube that Google wishes would go away because we compete with them for fucking information and we blow the, the roof off of how they're actually a monopoly and they should be fucking bro. So they don't want us because because they, we bring bad press to them because CNN and the Washington Post and New York Times, we compete for advertising dollars with them. And so they've been losing advertising dollars and it's been going to YouTube shows like mine. And so what they try to do is write stories that say, oh, look, those, those YouTube shows, they're all conspiracy theorists or they're all, they put me in an article, CNN, or was it, they put me in an article along with Nazis, pedophiles, and some <laughs> other thing, and then and then Jimmy Dore, a conspiracy theorist about Syria. unbelievable. And wow. so, and so that's so that's just that's their game. So yes, I am on that list. I am being suppressed. We got to go. Yeah, dude, I love you, Jimmy Dore. Anytime I could talk, man, I would love one day where I can just take Jimmy Dore deep into the waters of conspiracy and be <laughs> like, "This is it. This is it. And this is it." And just see your reaction to stuff because. I think if you would just I, and listen, dude, and I love you. I would never want to make you uncomfortable. The fact that you even come on my show means the world to me. So I really appreciate you, Jimmy. One day, I just want to have like I, Jimmy Dore goes deep into conspiracies and just see your reaction to everything. Because all these email dumps are coming out right now, and they're all what conspiracy theorists have been saying for decades, man. So super excited, Jimmy. I I would tell them tell them where they can find you, but I think everybody on our show knows who you are and. And I love you, the pieces, man. And I, I'm so thankful you are. We need you, Jimmy. You do a great job. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's always a pleasure. And there's no deeper conspiracy that you can take me down that is deeper than Russiagate. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, dude, I wish everyone would go back and watch my appearance on Jimmy Dore in which Jimmy and I talked about Russiagate before all the information was coming out. And we 100% laid this whole thing out about what actually happened and uh it all came out to be true so i don't know man some dumps just happened but jimmy i love you thanks for coming right. on we'll do Bye -bye. it again soon dude guys thanks for listening i love you swarm and see you guys soon take care from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind.